This is a production from The Companion. Sci-fi served fresh. Welcome to my interview with one of the few actors who has appeared in all three Stargate shows. He's gone on to act in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Best Picture winning The Shape of Water, and a ton more. From The Companion, this is my conversation in sci-fi with a smart, funny, and very talented David Hewlett. One of my favorite Brad Wright quotes, now that we're recording, um, is I remember saying like, oh my God, there's just so much. I've just like, it was some, it was some episode I was like, it's just an awful lot of techno babble to get through. And he's like, that's not techno babble, that's gold. <laughs> I was like, one of my favorite Brad Wright quotes. I don't gold. remember saying that. I'm I, giving you gold, I boy. Don't, I don't think I said that. That this sounds is, you think like about Rob Cooper. The great thing about age is that you just get to just forget all conveniently all those things. That, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm doing. Like now. I remember the time you went streaking through the set. See, that didn't happen either. <laughs> but it could have. But it well, could it, have. And... Actually, it kind of did, didn't it? I mean, well, you know, yeah, the duet. Possibly. Duet was kind of oh, some nudity. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Duet. Oh my God. You kissed McGillian. It was great. I I did. I did. Yeah. 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 He's got very soft lips. <laughs> we were crossing boundaries, man. We were I mean, in the sense that we were in other people's bodies at the same time as we were. It was a first. It was it was it was it wasn't the was it the first man on man kiss in science fiction? No, I yeah, I can't believe that. I, I don't know. I don't know. At it was the very least, well, there must have been some kind of some kind of uh, you know space porn that must have been done before that. It, it might well. have been the first man on woman in the body of a man science fiction. Huh. Certainly, that had been scooped up by a wraith beam. <laughs> right. The more we narrow it down, that was pretty unique to the show. Yes. 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 Of right. Course. If it is a first, right. Right. Exactly. It was exactly. the first time I'd kissed. I'd kissed Polly, and we'd got we got pretty drunk before. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, no, no, not 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 before the scene, but in general, oh, we had I done see. a lot of I drinking see. together in the past, and it had never ended up with that. You know, so. you know who who was when you guys when you and jo- this is a strange uh, segue, but when you and 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 Joe Flanagan uh, did uh, the beer on the pier scene in the shrine, oh, yeah. which yeah, yeah. is probably my favorite scene from the uh from atlantis or even that i've that i've written and he was drinking real beer and oh, was he pounding it oh yeah yeah you were too it's just that you only took one sip oh really i and, didn't even notice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah probably because i was too busy talking yeah. <laughs> it was gold david it's usually <laughs> the way it worked joe got to do all the drinking i got to do all the talking yeah yeah that was a that was a that was a good moment of drinking real beer on television i'm amazed how many people come up and bring up that scene well, we'll say you know, like, oh my God, I just saw, you know. So David Hewlett, when was the last time we saw each other in person? I think it was probably SGU. I don't, oh God, I don't think yeah. we've, yeah, I don't think it was, that's the last time I can think of. And are, are you in Toronto right now or? I'm in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's I, cool. I, I, it's, we're in Toronto with the plan to leave since we arrived here, but we've, it's been seven years now. We just don't, I just keep yeah. more and more robots show up and I, and I, we just stay. Well, I'm from Toronto, so and I have a place there, and I'm and I'm and I go there in the summertime. So uh, maybe we'll see you then. Are you double vaxxed good yet? I'm single vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. Oh, good for you. How'd yeah, you pull it's that the weirdest. Off? Well, this is the thing is, so I'm working on a show that I'm not allowed to name with a certain friend of ours, and uh, they because of they've got this massive obviously budgets, but they've also got this massive uh, COVID team. And the COVID team looks for expiring viruses. So literally this guy expiring um, vaccines, this guy literally came up to me and said, said like, yeah, well, it expired uh, on Friday, but they've extended it to Monday. So ah!" (laughs) that was it. 
And I was, Perfect. and that was my, that was my double bag. So. It's still mostly good. It's still mostly, mostly good. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not, it can't be worse than the virus. No, I, I bought the home virus mixing kit, uh, vaccine mixing kit at, rather. And, uh, and I made my own. It's, it's like, uh, you, you bake the- it at uh, Fort. No, of course not. Uh, it's, you know, uh, I've got friends who did. No, you don't. I've got biohacking friends. I got the bunch of biohackers who I, Dude, I have been just geeking out since we since we last we spoke. That's all I've been doing is geeking out. Well, I know, and this is the funny thing about Twitter and and Instagram and 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 all the all the social media. I I feel like I've seen you more recently. It, it's like oh, there's David. Well, likewise, I yeah, and, and and you know, I I I know you. I know you. You have a a three D printer. I I now have two three D printers. I'm building a massive CNC machine right now, which is the 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 you know the yeah. computer numerical controlled router. Right, that's um, that's how we uh, that's how we build a lot of set pieces with this big CNC machine. Well, this is it. So I actually wanted to ask. I've got a question for you, Brad. Right? Yes, David. When you first started doing SG One, none of these tools were available to you. So they were all were all of the props handcrafted then. We had to carve everything out of solid pieces of wood. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. We took uh, no, I, I, we we there was machines and and. But we, there were, we were wooden, a lot of the props, there was a lot of like painted wooden stuff though. Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, uh, well, uh, molded plastic. Right. A lot, we did like a lot of guns are molded plastic pieces. And the vacuum form stuff. I mean, it's not, we're not that old. I mean, we're not going. No, you but know. you were pre-3, but 3D printers were crazy expensive. Like, oh, they, well, were, they didn't and, even and exist in SG-1 time, the, the beginning of SG-1, did they? No, but I, I don't know if you ever saw, I, I had a... Uh, 3D. I said I asked that they had a 3D printer uh, in the art department for modeling and stuff, mm. and I asked them to make me a model of like the the shuttle and of Destiny, so I could stop using an eraser as the ship <laughs> during during a video uh, video like, like when you're when you're doing a, a previs and yeah. when, you're, when you're talking about I want the ship coming in from left to right and you know when you're trying to describe to your visual effects supervisor. The shot, yeah. because you know the producer kind of becomes the director in those shots, helping to guide what you know what you want the shot to be. And I asked them to give me little models, and they made me. I don't know if you ever saw it, but they made me like a a two foot long model of the Destiny and put it in a glass case. Keener, it was stunningly beautiful. And I said, but "What I do can't. you do?" Like, bring... <laughs> it was like you yeah, just have to come in. Oh God! I think they yeah. misunderstood me. I think they wanted it to be this thing that I did you know, that I wanted to put on my desk. Right, right. It, it was just, it was just too indulgent. Yeah. I said, I can't be the only one that has one of these. I mean, Rob and, and, well, now and you're all not. the other producers and, Anyone and with you guys. No, I, has... I sent it to MGM. Oh, did you? Oh, sent, nice. Yeah, exactly. MGM. I sent the big, beautiful one. But MGM just, so so they're now Amazon. Is that is that the deal? Well, it'll take a while. Uh, and for all the fans who have been. Uh, <clears throat> oh, they've all got plans. Asking right. me, does this. Does this immediately mean you get to make a show with Amazon? I said, well, no. Instantly, they have to go through compliance, and and uh, and who one day turn around shipping on? Uh, on no, they're series? Yeah. <laughs> shipping. Yeah, deliver deliver Stargate tomorrow, please. Yeah. if you get Prime, it'll take a little while for them to go through that. But the truth is, MGM has always been for sale. Like since I started working with them in 1994, and I think this is the fifth or sixth yeah. sale of the of MGM. And every time I know the process, it takes a while, right. and then the new people show up and they go, "Hello." Right. And you go, hello, that's me. And I've been making your little show for a while. And they, but this is a bit different. I say everyone works out of boxes too. I remember going to see, going to MGM at one point in LA. And I couldn't believe that there was like this, everyone had boxes. They were all like literally cardboard boxes in all of the offices. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they don't expect that yeah. to be there long. Yeah. But uh, oh God, when when uh, SGU got canceled, it was uh, I was trying to make an SGU movie. Right. And 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 I don't know if I, you even know this, but you were I had already written the opening scenes and you were in it. Woohoo! Because the plot, well, sorry, it didn't happen. But the plot was a rescue mission that uh, with elements of Atlantis and SG-1 right. going to save the Destiny who were stranded. Right. And, you know, I mean, what a... What Someone a great... had to fix that mess, Brad. And it, of course it was yeah, going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, and then you stick your finger in the wrong socket. And... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, I hadn't got to that scene yet, but... No, you were on the moon uh, with Atlantis in the background. It was so cool, it was so beautiful, and I, and and I was talking with the with the folks at MGM about it, mm. and and they were saying, yeah, yeah, no, I think we can make this happen. Keep the sets up. We kept the sets up for months. Right, right. While I was typing, and then one day I, I tried to call that person, and it was they no longer work at MGM. And I went, no, no, no. I was just talking to them yesterday. No, they no longer work at MGM. And I, that was it. Cut off. It's like agents. The same thing. I found like I would get agents yeah. would call me and say, hi, I'm your agent. I'm like, what? What What? what happened to the last guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, he's not there anymore. And we don't talk about him yeah. <laughs> or her. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're, you know, it's it's fine. It'll, it'll be what it is. I can't imagine Amazon is not going to take advantage of the IP. I mean, that's why they bought MGM. Whether or not it's uh, it, it, they, they want to include me is, is probably still up in the air. But I was, I don't know if you know this, but I had uh, I had a development deal with MGM. Right, right. That and and had and and was and was working on on a on a pilot just as COVID hit. And that slowed the process down considerably. Huh. And of course the sale, uh, the impending sale was probably happening for many months before we found out about it. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But there is a project. There is a project in development. Oh, fantastic. Well, that, so that's, because well, I'd heard, yeah. I hear things all the time and I'm always, I've yes. got to the point now where I'm a bit like you with the like, hi, hi, yeah, yeah. You know, nice to meet you, you know, see what happens. <laughs> you mean a bit of a cynical old yeah, bastard? Exactly, exactly. I think yeah. we always yeah. were to some extent, Brad, though, I think we, you know. Yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. We have that in common. But uh, yeah, I because I hear about new shows all the time. People keep saying like, oh, there's a, a new article. And it's like, no, it's not. It's an article from like five years ago. And someone's like found it again. And I'm like, see, they're making it. It's got to be finished by now. Yeah, yeah. It's it, There's a bit of a lack of awareness to how long this stuff takes, right. even when it gets greenlit. Yeah. I mean, now Atlantis was a different story. Uh, we were trying to get Atlantis going. Sci-fi was really on the fence. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they were, they were like, ah, I think it was, I don't know whether it was budgetary or ultimately they, they wanted both. And mm -hmm. we, we, we didn't think it was, we were going to have enough money to, to do both. Um, right. Is that why we did that planet of mist? Is that why we did the planet of yeah. mist in the first, the first season? That was in the second season. I think. Was it second season? Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Whispers. That was, that was, that was in that giant stage yeah. that we built that we couldn't afford to light. So we just filled it full of smoke. And, and uh, I remember that. It was and, good. And actually. all of the, it was a fantastic episode, but it was, I remember just looking around and seeing all of the crew with these masks on these, these like breather masks. <laughs> yeah, and, you, you don't get one. Yeah, wait a it's fine. In small doses, it's fine. I'm like, okay. But I've been here all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> no, we, but we, when they finally did green light it, it would to, to make the, the date they wanted us to make it. Um, we had we had to build the set, finish writing the script, and cast it right. really all at the same time. Right. So I mean, when you started working on day one, and I think you were the last person yeah. we cast. They were already as a filming. They were already filming. I remember it vividly. You taking me around that set, and that's when I was like, 
oh my god like it was like and you were like geeking out running up and down the stairs and like look at this look at this look at this it's like it was just fantastic but yeah they were already filming it was a cool set oh it was gorgeous but the paint was still wet i mean that's how that's how rushed it was uh yeah i remember but we knew you it's not like you were new to us because you were you were on SG one. Oh yeah, no, I had like such an advantage on them. That was always my big thing with with the McKay thing was I was like the entire of Atlantis was more about explaining why McKay was the way he was rather than having to explain who McKay was, which is which is great. I remember being on the bulletin boards. Oh my god, I just dated myself, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> on the the boards on um, on Gateworld because when I did the first SG one episode, I asked, I said, is there like a Bible or something just so I can get sort of the background on. And and production uh, printed out like the Gate World, um, uh, you know, compendium of all of the. And I got this like stack of paper like this big, and was reminded of my sister who used to fax me websites. Look at this website, and the right. fax would show up. And, and <laughs> so I went to. That's funny. So I spent a lot of time on Gate World um, doing research when we first when I first did the show, and um, and then there were the boards, and I went and checked the boards when we first started Atlantis. And literally got into a discussion with one of the fans who was like, well, of all the people, of all the fantastic characters from SG-1, why would you pick that lemon-hating asshole? And, and we went back and forth. I was like, yeah, no, I know, because I was pretending to be someone else. Um, and, yes. and went back and forth with them because I was truly, like, I was, I was like, no, I, 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 I'm sur- as surprised as you are type thing. So, but it was great. It was but it was fun. It created humor. It gave you a place to go over, yeah. you know, over a long arc. I mean, yeah. you had a starting place that was more two dimensional than the character became, obviously. Right. Well, it's the, and, it's you know, the guest star one... problem, right? It's that always the guest star problem. How do you turn a guest star into more than just a, a way of getting that story to work for the, the main, char- main characters, right? Well, yes and no, because we, we were, we, we thought, we, well, we, we want, why don't we just, why don't we just bring in David? I mean, I mean, you. We knew you had the chops, right? To to be more than the 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 tour dimensional character that you had appeared in SG One. Mm. We knew you had the range, as you demonstrated in the Shrine episode, right? That uh, that uh, I mean, that was fantastic. you know what motivated that? No, that my my dad had Alzheimer's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and and Bob Picardo tells a story in it in that episode that kind of happened to me with my dad oh my and god. he nailed it oh my god he was so good he's brilliant he passed uh he, he passed a couple of, my dad passed a couple of years ago oh i'm of so, alzheimer's, so but, sorry i know that's it how does alzheimer's get you eventually what's the is it a well, it affects the whole it affects the whole brain not just the uh not just your cognitive functions so it's it shuts you down right it, it's uh it it, it it affects your ability to speak and to uh you know eventually everything comes oh. up the brain cool. but uh but but that thought and when I, when and it was not early in his diagnosis but it was early enough that it made me think oh my god how horrible it would be to to know that's leaving mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. that you who you are is going to go away mm-hmm. of course one of the gifts of, of alzheimer's if there are any is that your awareness that you're that there was something wrong is often one of the first things to, to go, go right which, which is what happened with my father mm. he didn't he didn't even realize that he was being diminished but it struck me that rodney mckay whose 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 identity was wrapped around his his genius mm. or perceived genius yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh no he was a genius clearly he saved the he saved atlantis i don't know how many yeah, yeah yeah it struck me that that knowing that that was going to leave him was was powerful. Oh God, yeah. Thing. I mean, that's just a nightmare. Isn't it, it is, and the scene with you and your real world sister. Yeah. Oh my God. She's just had so a baby. Cool. I know. Yeah. See, I know these things because of Twitter. Right. The world. 
I try to talk about her as little as possible, but, but, uh, but yeah, it, com- <laughs> it comes up every so often. Yeah. I love your, uh, I love your, uh, on- online, uh, relationship. It's very funny. It's very much, I don't know if it's very much like our, our offline relationship as well, actually, but, uh, um, oh, well, yeah, yeah. no, she's, she's like, she forgot, she never got the note that I was supposed to be the talented one in the family. So she's now, you know, she's got, my wife has just produced her first feature film, which is a musical, uh, Kathleen Turner is in it of all people. Um, Get out of here. I got to meet Kathleen Turner and let me tell you that voice is fantastic. Um, yeah, she's boy, what a character. She's amazing. But, um, yeah, it's musical. It's got, it's, uh, so she's written the music. She's written this beautiful script. It's like, and Jane's just, just produced it. So, and she, same thing as That's you, great. She, she was set to go and then COVID hit. And of course, low budget indie filmmaking is not the way to, is just not, is doesn't work with COVID protocols. Oh my God. Well, you, you've been working obviously yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly but... a lot, weirdly a lot. Yeah. No. Why are you so surprised? You're an incredibly talented actor. <laughs> Thank you. That's very, <laughs> you, you very kind me. of you. You kill me. It's very kind of you, but, no, I, but I'm you, always you, surprised that to be honest, I've, like, maybe, you know, really? Cause I would have cast this guy. Yeah. He was in I'm, the same room with me. I literally do that. I'm like, really? You don't <laughs> want that Greg Brick guy is so good. I literally did that the other day with a oh. friend of mine called, do you know, Greg Brick, an actor called Greg Brick? I, I, yes, he's, but he's, I don't know him personally. He's wonderful. Like if there's ever a part for me, you should definitely consider him um, because he's, <laughs> because I just love the guy. He's just fantastic. And I keep doing things like, like literally I'll be like having a chat about someone. Like, well, there's a role that's good for you. I'm like, you know what would be better for that would be. And um, there's a story. I have a, a, an old, an old friend of mine who we used to date years and years ago. And she was at a meeting um, about, a, um, about some scheduling. She's an AD and she was doing some scheduling for a film. And uh, they said, oh, we've got, yeah, we got to work around David. There's some stuff. And she's like, David Hewlett? And they're like, yeah, David Hewlett. Because you're working around his schedule? Like, what schedule does he have? And they're like, what is your problem? She goes, well, he hates working. <laughs> like, so she was just surprised that I was doing more than one project at the same time. Because I also, I also hate doing two things at the same time. I hate being split focus. I just, I hate it. I know I should because that's where the money is but but i i um it's well no what i you, where you hate it is when you're trying to do 14 episodes at the same time which we <laughs> often did on stargate john john smith our, our producer was like i think we could shoot this we have 15 minutes here where we could shoot this uh, and he would go no throw me the that's it throw me this that's, that's it i that's can't it. do it i'm on my breaking point okay fine yeah that's usually how it worked yeah there'd be like a mckay as i would go full mckay and then back off and go sorry fine go let's do it I remember what killed me is you would come in. I don't remember the episode. I just remember you, uh, me giving you this ridiculous amount of words and you just not only memorizing them, but just, just, you, well, I did that. I did this, not just to you. I did this to uh, Shanks and, and yeah. to uh, Amanda and as well. Yeah, like these yeah. giants, mm-hmm. these giant speeches of, of, uh, of science fiction gold. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like you at all. And um I only did that because of our earlier conversation. But then one day we, we had to had to finish the scene the second day. Mm. And 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 you said, oh, don't do this to me. And and it was because and the next day you were struggling with the lines. And I said, You knew this cold. And you said, I I can only learn it for a limited amount of time. I have it's and the then weirdest it thing. Me. Yeah. There's like it's a, a buffer or something. Or a flush. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the show you're working on sometimes it's a flush i think but um oh yeah, well, that's that's it's really weird i've had and i've also the weird the weird thing about getting older is i'm noticing it even more now like so i did a scene in clarice recently where which was like a big back and forth chat 
not a problem. Like word freaking perfect for everybody's coverage. Then they broke for lunch and I went, oh God, okay. Uh, and so at lunch, I'm looking over the lines, looking over the lines, because I know what I'm like, came back and really struggled with it, like really struggled. And they're like, what is, again, same thing. Like, what's the deal there? I'm like, I, I think, I think I've got a very limited RAM. <laughs> like I've got, like, it's just, there's only so much, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your buffer is, is, uh, can't be emptied. It's yeah. It's, it's weird. It's very, it's very odd that way, but I, I still love learning lots of lines. I still, honestly, I get a weird, I think it's like some kind of, it's almost like a workout to me. I go like, okay, not only do I want to get it right, but I want to get all of the words right. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I still find a geeky joy in trying to figure it out. Yeah. You, you, uh, you were good at the lots of words. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and, and carried, carried that ball a lot in Atlantis. Jason has Let's a great quote where he said, he said, boy, you think it's hard to learn all those lines. Try listening to them. <laughs> I was always because whenever I ran into trouble, whenever I whenever I screwed up a line, I would just look at Jason and he'd and he'd immediately launch into whatever his next line was because he'd think it was his turn to talk. I was like, my he'd think it was his cue. That was my go-to. And then he'd go, Jason. <laughs> it was great, great way to divert <laughs> divert the blame. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's a really good guy to piss off. Actually, he's a lovely man. Oh god, he would, he absolutely. Was, he was very gentle. I I remember at one, I think the first rap party he attended. Uh, uh, with the, I don't remember where we were on, uh, but it was a fun party. We were outside and he, he went boss and he picked me up, threw me into the air and caught me on my ass and literally held me up in the air. Like I was, uh, sitting on his hand, oh. 65 feet in the air. Jesus. And then he lowered me gently to the ground. He's like a great but, uh, puppy. He's like a, he, yeah. he's just, he sort of yeah. comes in and breaks everything, but he's just so damn cute doing it that, that, uh, yeah. I love him. Absolutely love him. Oh, yeah. His his audition was was like he walked in and we, and we went, yeah, okay, you, you got you have the part. And you know, and we didn't say that out loud, but that's what we were thinking right. because he was so perfect for exactly what we wanted. He just got me a part. Oh my goodness. I mean, he just got me a part. I can't say what it is, but he he literally, I mean, he he's like he read the character and went, Oh yeah, that's that's Hewlett. And uh, that's great. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends of Jason. Let's just, you know, let's just do some reading. And then apparently they came back and went, yeah, yeah, that's Hewlett. <laughs> so, so that worked out. That's good. That was lovely. I was, that's really you know, good. I, well, yeah. when you see him and if you see him, say hello for me. I will for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how he, uh, I mean, he's, he's moved, uh, moved up in the world. He, a little. he says, he says, I'm the same guy. Just the toys are more expensive. And uh, it's true. Sure. It really is. It's true. I mean, he's, he's just a, he's like an industry unto himself now. He's got this, this like, he's got his own like film production stuff. And he was always an artist, which I, I thought was, yeah. which I always used to laugh at him about, but because uh, he'd like do found art and stuff. And now that I'm a little older, I sort of, now I appreciate that stuff. Now I go like, oh, I guess you can sort of sit back and not just be entirely focused on work the entire time. It's like he was wise beyond his years. Yeah, you kind of have to be though. You kind of have to be, mm. right? To have a to to bring stuff to the work. And I've said I say this to every young writer: <clears throat> to bring stuff to your work, you have to live your life. You can't. Mm. You have to have other interests. Other mm. not that golf brings anything to my writing, but uh... I don't know. You hear stories. <laughs> you hear stories from people. I mean, I. It's funny. One of the one of my biggest sort of complaints about sort of modern sort of Hollywood and modern a lot of the films that are out now is I feel like it's people writing about films that they've seen. 
rather than experiences they've had. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll read a, a script, like a, a big expensive feature, and I'll see the, this, this part that was lifted from this movie that mm-hmm. I loved. And, that, this, and they think that, you know, it's, it's, and I'm not saying we didn't do that all over the place in Stargate, but come on, we had to come up with 300 and yeah. some odd episodes. But I think, again, they were more homage rather than just direct ripoffs. I mean, we almost always referenced them. When it happened, people would say things like, hey, that's like the scene in Alien or whatever. Like, I mean, like that's yeah. like it was always yeah. that was part of the charm, I think, for it. But nowadays you get these like my biggest complaint is is, is watching like early, early 20s, late teens discussing the nuances of movies that they were not alive when they came out. They're like, oh, you know what the best yeah. zombie movie is. And you're like, shut up. You've never seen, like, you never watched the George Romero black and white. Like, I mean, it's like, it's so obviously written by like some 40 or 50 year old who's trying to write for a, you know, who's trying to do the banter from, you know, Tarantino like banter about movies. That very, that scene when it came out, Mm -hmm. that movie, that black and white movie, it it seems quaint now in comparison, but boy, it scared me to the core the first time I saw that movie. It's, it's amazing how, like, so my, my kid is 13 now, my, my son, that little that little drooling thing that was on the Wraith set the last couple of uh, last week or so is now 13 and is watching all of this anime stuff. And it's so interesting to watch them discover stuff and think that this is the first time it's been done. So I keep trying to go back. And of course I get the eye rolls and the, you know, you know, you want, you like that. You should watch the original. They're like, it's boring. It's there. The attention span on these things is so different. And when you watch a movie now, when you go back and watch an older movie, there's so much like the setup and and you you realize how we've lost all of that. Like the whole first act has just disappeared into it's like it's almost you almost go straight into the second act now or you just do the third. When act. my when my girls were like 13 and 15, I said, OK, you want you want you want suspense. Let's watch the birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They almost fell asleep. Yeah. They were like Baz really? fell asleep in Jaws. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that movie was like, I don't go in the ocean because of that movie or some swimming pools. That movie made Rob Cooper decide to make movies because he wanted to do that to other people. He wanted to, it, it, it's, it, you know, it affected him yeah. so much emotionally. He wanted, he, he realized how powerful the medium was. Really? How, yeah. old is, how old is, is Coop? Coop is, Coop's got to be he's my He's younger age. than me. But he's, no. is he's yeah, like my age. He's all younger than me. But he's my age, isn't he? Maybe a little older? No, he's about, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm 60. You're 60. Are you 60? Really? You're all, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, fi- yeah. Well, I'm 50 something now, 53, 52. Yeah, I think you're Rob around the same age. Yeah. So, because yeah. he, he might be a year younger. There's a couple of friends that we share from the past. Uh, so, I'm, I was assuming that he was around the same, around the same age. Yeah. Now, are you still, do you still enjoy writing? I mean, are you still, I can't not write. That's, that's, I like having written, mm-hmm. right? I'm one of those guys. Right. I get an idea and I go, oh, man. I got to, I got to put that down. And, and, and if I, I know if it's a good idea, right. You know, I mean, if I get a really good idea, I'll go, this is a really good idea. And I'll, I'll just keep writing it until, and, and I'm, I don't write traditionally. I like, I'll just, I just start, you know, cause if, if I get the idea. Oh really? So you're not, you're not mapping it all out. No. Well, I think it all out, but you know, when, when, when you're like, I don't know if you saw travelers, but I have not Travelers watched Travelers. To- I am ashamed to say I've not watched Travelers. Please but I will. do. I will it's for fun. Sure. It's good. Yeah, okay. It's up your alley. I mean, it's up your alley. I 
it's in this with Baz, all we end up watching. It, the only time I ever get to watch television now is with my son. And the only thing he ever wants to watch is YouTube. It's the only thing. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but every so often we could sneak a show in. So I'll have to, oh, I'll sneak in uh, Travelers. So, yeah. It's it's bingeable. It's it's pretty bingeable. Oh, good. Okay. It's only yeah. three seasons. Okay. But the all point right. is, I, the reason I'm saying that is I got the idea and went, oh, that's a series. Right. And, and that doesn't happen very often. You know, you don't go, because you can't, sometimes you go, oh, that's a series. And then you go pitch it and they go, no, it isn't. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, a, a lot of the work I've done since Stargate is, is you know, pilots that, or features that just never got made. Right. And, you know, you get paid. That's the difference between, you know, when you go work, you, it, it eventually ends up on the screen. Right. Unless yeah. you get cut out, cut out of the movie. But, you know, I've written... I don't know, three or four or five pilots, uh, a couple of features that uh, haven't been made. And so it's nice when uh, it's nice when one gets the green light. That, yeah, that's that was that was that was my frustration with it. I, I like I, I tried some writing for a while and I just I found first off, I just I'm way too distracted. There's just too many. I just there's too many things that 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 draw me away from it. And which made me realize that I probably wasn't perhaps cut out for that approach but one of the other problems I, I as i hated all the sitting around talking about making things and not actually making them um yeah i yeah, love youtube i love youtube and i love twitch like live streaming stuff now because you can just you get an idea and you want to talk about something you just hop on and you can just do it right away and that works better for my adhd than anything else i think <laughs> i bet there's one thing that we have in, in common with uh i don't know i don't know if it's you do or not but i like i check daily mm. boca chica uh, space complex where all the uh, serial model uh, SN10 through 15, or they, are they going to launch? Are they going to do a test launch? Oh, no, uh, I don't think to know, do that. How's the, oh, it's on YouTube uh, all the time. And the, the fact that I can go onto YouTube and just say, oh, there's a rocket launch today. Yeah. And I'll just put it on my big screen on my TV and I'll watch them send a, a test rocket up into I know, space. It's insane. And I love it. The, the day, the day the Mars lander happened, yeah. you know, uh, wasn't that fun? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I just, well, the funny thing is, so I, I do this thing called tech tech bandits with a bunch of, a bunch of kids originally did it at a mm. local school, uh, just like local public school just would go and bring old printers and stuff for them to pull apart and stuff. But I just wanted to get, my son was not interested. My son and his friends had no sense of, it was like the, Oh, the console's broken. So we throw it out. And I was like, no, 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 you take it apart right. and you make things out of it. And you, you know, you break it more. And so sort of to start with that, but now we do, I do it online, obviously, because of COVID and stuff. And and one of the things that, that, that came up was the launch. And I was like, I was so excited because I had all these videos for them. And I was, we sat down to start watching it. And I suddenly realized they were bored out of their mind. You could hear them clicking because they were all doing, they, they all dual screen at the same time. So they're always doing games at the same time. Right. And they've seen all of this happen in movies, except that they get attacked right. by aliens and there are lasers and there are, you know. And by and from multiple angles, yeah. there are no cameras in the real world. Yeah. And so there's no, re yeah. they don't realize what, oh my God, I sound so old. And they don't understand how hard it is to put up, you know, but. But, but yeah, but okay. I, I mean, I was, I was of the year, I'm older than you. I was of the generation that was, uh, you know, nine years old. Uh, when the when we landed for the first time on the moon right. and uh, that still blows me away. and my dad my dad was pissed off because we 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 had just got a color tv and the damn thing was in black and white <laughs> <laughs> what a ripoff oh they gotta get better content but, but, for this thing exactly but no but i think and i used to say this with stargate too it's so easy to 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 become jaded to the the uh, awe of mm. what what you're doing like going through a stargate to another planet 
became so routine for you guys mm. as actors, but as, as people actually doing it, you had to remind yourself every time, oh, right, I'm going through a Stargate to another planet yeah. through a wormhole. And, 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 you know, that is awe inspiring on some level. You can't get so blase about it that it's like, Oh yeah. That, well, that was just funny. Cause one of the decisions I made with McKay was that, that he hated it. Like I never said it, yeah. but just the idea that whenever I stepped through it, it was always like, uh, like it was just, Oh no, no, you, I, you, you showed it. And that was the only way it. I could remember. I could remind myself because again, that's it's that. And also peril as the other thing I notice on a lot of these shows is people forget that, even though yes, their lives are in danger every week, your life is in danger. Like it's, it, it doesn't get any less, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of this like, ah, oh, look out, we're all going to die. And it's like, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I know this happened last week, but it's happening again. Uh, it's happening again. Uh, I know. Uh, like, what are you watching now? What are you, there's just stuff that's inspiring you now that you're seeing. Cause I'm, I'm always other than I'm going to watch travel. Okay. Obviously first up, I'll watch that first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make that first. It, it, Eric McCormack is the star and he's really oh. good. And it's a great young, all Canadian cast. It's, it's really great. Amanda okay. tapping directed a whole bunch of them. Oh, and uh, Andy Makita, man, she's got the chops now. She is like, like she's working all the time. It's amazing. She is. Yeah. She, and she's why not? A, she's she, a great director. She knows film. She knows television probably better than half the directors out there. Cause she's been on set longer. Yeah, that, that doesn't automatically equate to the ability to direct, but in I, case, I can attest to that does. by the way, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Brad. <laughs> well, you, I mean, ADHD and directing are not, they do not yeah. go together. Well, it's like moving on. We, ha we haven't rolled yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You also have to like actors is the other problem. And I don't generally, mm -hmm. like, I am surprised when I like an actor, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, in that no. I, I have a sort of strange sort of hatred for what I do in a way. I've got that Odi Adamo thing. I've got that love and hate thing with acting and the same yeah, thing with A actors. little self-loathing is yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, because I was an actor in my 20s, I, I get it. I get um, when an actor says, this, this line is really hard for me. I get, I get it. Cause I've been there. Huh. I you go, know. shut up and uh, say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a way to go. Yeah. But Amanda understands that Amanda understands like, uh, like, uh, how hard it is, for example, to do an intimacy scene. Right. You know, yeah. It, whereas, you know, you get these directors who just go, yeah, come on. Yeah. Kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not cool. It's, it's, uh, you know, they have intimacy be... consultants now. They have people who come onto set coordinators, coordinators. That's intimacy it. Right. Coordinators. Right. Yes. Damn it. Yeah. I guess I was asking for the wrong job. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a consultant. Talks position. to the coordinator. Yeah, the industry has no, changed it's, a it's, lot. Oh, God. I feel like it's, I mean, yeah. when you, when you have a turtle, when you have a turtle on set that's just going to be sitting in a terrarium, but you need a, a, a pet wrangler. Mm. because they have to be sure that the animal is never abused. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just the way it is. You know, you have to, it, the turtle is not $3 from the pet store. It's a pet, it's a Wrangler. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's good and bad. I think there's, there's definitely, I feel like there's elements of it where you go like, no, it's good. They're looking out for it. You're making sure things aren't, you know, because there's a, there's a, there's an, it, it, there's an ability with, with film to sort of forget it, there's that sort of like, well, we just get the shot, just get the shot done, especially with, yeah. with filmmakers who've spent like however many years getting to that point where they're actually making something you, you can, it is easy to free. I, I'm deaf. So I'm, I'm going deaf. And one of the reasons I'm going deaf Are is you? because a director on a film in Bulgaria um, uh, decided to blow up a bunch of computers in this little tiny room that I was in and not tell me so they could get a natural reaction. 
And um, so I, so I had ringing in my ears for, for a little while after that. And I've, I've since I've lost, I now wear hearing aids um, because, and it's basically because of that and maybe some drumming, but you know, but uh, and maybe some drumming. That's a good movie. The sound, the, the, the sound of metal. Oh, a good movie. wasn't it amazing? Oh yeah. It was really, and it really Great freaked film. me out too. Cause I was like, is that what's going to happen to me? Oh, this is happening to me. <laughs> no, you can, you can lose, you can have hearing loss in a certain range and, mm. and, uh, like the the explosion range apparently is uh i've been playing with um with open source hearing aids too because i'm I'm, i can't believe that you spend seven thousand dollars on a pair of you know uh, uh, hearing aids that that can't stream music well so so i've been playing with i've been playing with some of that stuff but i'm probably going to deafen myself again with those because i keep screwing up and going like oh forgot to turn it down damn it (laughs) no exactly exactly We, we were talking about um you know, okay. You know what? I just watched that is brilliant. Mm. Mare of Easttown. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Ah. Oh. Although I gotta say, I preferred the acting to the story. At the end, I was like, eh, whatever. But but the but the process of getting there was, I thought, beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. They kind of they kind of convenienced their way out of a couple of the. Yeah. Like the there was one really complicated, complex relationship between her and the other cop, and how yeah. would that? Oh, shoot him in the head. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, I loved like, Jean uh, oh, Smart, Jean Smart, and her the the mother daughter stuff. I thought, I mean, and she was impeccable. Like she just, honestly, that the, the lead, uh, 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 whose name I've forgotten. Um, oh, good yeah. lord! But you know who I mean. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. brilliant. And Jean Smart again, just to see Jean Smart doing that. We're talking about Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought she was just absolutely it's your sister's name. So maybe that's why. That's I try to forget. That's go. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's really good. So what else have you liked? Oh my god. Uh, well, I watch I watch a lot of uh, if a new movie comes out, I, I watch it. Like we watch a, a lot of movies, yeah, uh, and I watch a lot of documentaries now. I love, do- but because it's more inter- a lot of the stuff's more interesting, frankly, than the stuff I'm seeing written. Yeah, and sometimes like and you you kind of referenced it earlier when I watch a big budget sci fi movie or a big budget superhero movie, mm. it's upsetting to me because I, I I there's 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 no economy, and I mean that in terms of the economy of a scene mm. it's like you know which option should we choose let's let's all do them. all of them yeah let's do four different and then, funny endings yeah, yeah and then put them all on the screen and 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 it's like you know part of our job as as storytellers is to tell a story not the whole story mm. you know and not and and the like doing a visual effect on on atlantis you know we would go into every visual effect meeting and we'd look at the budget and we'd laugh to ourselves because we couldn't afford to do that and we'd go that's funny anyway so let's get hewlett to explain it instead (laughs) (laughs) exactly oh my god did you see that spaceship that just turned abruptly and um actually i made a joke about that in 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 wormhole extreme that that, uh where the producer comes in and 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 says oh my god look at that spaceship and uh can't afford to see it (laughs) And I wrote that part and I was going to do it. Yeah. And then I, I completely chickened out. I completely chickened out. Really? I said, I can't. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, two, for two reasons. First of all, I'm not very good as an actor. You know, that self-loathing thing that you referred to about, why did you hire that guy? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm in the position to hire that guy. So I just hire that guy. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, that's right. All right. We're good. That's what makes sense. Yeah. And it's funny. It's really funny. Eric, uh, this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler for you, but uh, there's a, there's a voice like a, uh, like a, a computer voice right uh and i tempted it i did the temp track in editing um in the editing room and eric mccormack goes who's a lovely human being by the way and we become good friends 
he says that you should you should you're good you should record that and i said yeah you know what i'm gonna hire a real actor and and we'll and we'll put them together and if if i'm as good we'll we'll choose me and and you can help me decide so we, we played them both and uh and i said he's better right and, and eric goes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reality is you should always hire the better actor you know period there's places for- yes i agree I agree, but I think there yeah. are places where, well, look, the other thing, the casting thing is something else that drives me crazy in the whole process is people discussing names these days. Like they go like, oh, but is, is it enough of a name? And distributors have numbers. And it's like, you're like, what? What is it? Like there's, I, I can think of like maybe four people who could actually make people go to a theater to see a film. Uh, and even then that's a hit and miss now. So I don't just, I, the name thing drives me crazy. Like I wish you could just cast the people, the right people for the parts, but it, I, there's so much Well, money. here's the problem. And here, and here's the problem. They became a name by being in something first that nobody knew who they are. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. irony of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a huge irony of that. Yeah. And, and when that happens to me, um, it's, it, I, I say that, you know, and I say, isn't, isn't the star, the IP now? I mean, mm. to a certain extent that was happening with, with, uh, even universe, mm. but, uh, with universe, you know, when we proposed Robert Carlyle as, as the, uh, as the name, yeah. because he was an international star, everybody went, yeah, no, he, 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 he cuts the, the, the mustard for that list. Right. Right. But he wasn't really the lead. He was the anti-hero character, right. which I loved. I loved that. Yeah. The, the, the name he was quote, so unquote, good too. Was, oh my god, he was so good. Like, and again, a lovely Bobby. guy. Yeah, truly lovely, truly lovely. That whole, Great, that, I whole love that whole group. Uh, yeah, I, I was so, I was so nervous, so nervous to come in, and I had no idea how you were going to make that work because I was like, I feel like McKay's like, you don't want to be that, you don't want to be the guy who's in the wrong movie. You know what I mean? Like, when you sometimes you yeah. go like, he's so funny. What has he got to do with the? But the way that was integrated, I thought was just so. It worked so well. I thought it worked really well. Oh yeah, I loved it. I really loved well. It. I think also think you're selling yourself short. You're definitely selling yourself short because because you only you know McKay wasn't always a goofball. McKay no, had some no, wonderful yeah. Yeah. you know and and like you did a couple of which was your favorite alternate reality McKay. <laughs> You, must, you did what? Two more? Two oh other ones? God! I, I, my favorite on. Uh, well, yeah, there was. I mean, I guess there was Rod. There was the. There was the. Um, the uh, billionaire. The, the one in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas one. Yeah, that's right. God. Uh, there was the hologram. The hologram. Exactly. That yeah. was. Oh my God! And we were. That was when Jane was due, right? So I remember the makeup. Right. I remember the makeup artist saying, "Like, okay, so you're gonna need like two hours probably to get the makeup removed again at the end of the day." And I said, "If my wife's in labor, I will take it off in one piece." <laughs> Yeah, I went across the border. Yeah. I drove across the border to for, um, in the last days of shooting for that, and I still had like pieces coming off my face. So this, we have photos of me and the baby, and there's like a piece hanging out the side of my head because we, I literally never had, I didn't even get a chance to shower before. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, uh, she literally but gave birth you, the day after we wrapped on that season. That happened with our second child. I, I finished. I finished a show that I had been working on and uh, we had just moved into our new house and it was like, okay, time to have the baby. It was so yeah. like perfectly scheduled. It was just, it was great, but it, I wasn't, I didn't have to pull any makeup off because I'm a writer. It's a producer's. That's a plus. It's a, it was, I, we call it a producer's child because she, because she showed up exactly when she was supposed to, he showed up exactly when he was supposed to. Right. Uh, no, it's, it's, and it, well, and the funny thing is he's, he's also got no interest in film, none at all. I've done a very good job of keeping him away from acting. I'm concerned that he's going to default into it is my, is my biggest fear. My, uh, my kids, I tried to make, 
I did the Outer Limits before I did Stargate. Yeah, so yeah. we're going way back. I guess it was season two or three of the Outer Limits. There was this scene that I uh, in an episode that I produced called Dark Rain, and I rewrote it and produced it. It was great, great episode. Mario has part directed it. Hey, and, and Mario. There was great, yeah. Mario. And there was a scene where hundreds of kids were supposed to come running out. And, and it was like hope, it represented hope for the future. Right. It was, uh, and I said, okay, kids, all you have to do is run out with the other kids. And they wrapped around my legs. Uh, you know, they were like five and three at the time. And they just were not going to participate in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even remotely interested. I tried to audition Baz for a part and he just kept giggling. And I was like, oh, thank God he sucks at this. Like, I just, because I just, I mean, no, look, again, I think like, he can do whatever he wants to do. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, uh, but but uh, at the same time, I wouldn't choose it for him at this point. I feel like there's just, you know, I, I love, like, for me, it's worked out absolutely beautifully. It allows me to do everything I want to do. I mean, you know, you made my dreams come true with Stargate. I mean, it just, it, it's just been, it's been fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. People ask me if I get, you know, if they mind me people coming up and I'm like, never, I never, I love it. I loved playing that part. I loved my time there. I just had the best, absolutely best. When people say like, do you want, do you want the show to come back? I was like, yeah, purely because of me. Like I just, just because I loved it, you know? Um, so it, it it's, you know, so I, it's, it's hard to sort of tell the kid that it's not the thing to do, but at the same time, I feel like I was so lucky. It was just the right time. You know, they wanted blue eyed, you know, uh, blonde haired kids in their movies and stuff at the time. And it worked out for me. I just think now it's a, it's a whole different world. It is a different world. I, it, it's hard actually for me. Um, you, I'm now, I feel like I'm now competing with, with a lot of, of people. Mm. Literally everybody wants to have a, a show mm. and, and <clears throat> having done it is almost, it's helpful. Mm. I mean, it gets you, it gets you in the door, but I get offered. Uh, yeah. It's a good idea, Brad. But we have this young guy who yeah. is really interesting to us. And if you could please teach them everything you know. Yeah, that would be great for us. And I go, that would be great for us. And I go, well, then I then I don't have a job anymore when I do that. And it's not like I didn't do that. I mean, that, that was what we did right on, on, on Stargate. Mm. And we brought in new people and, and we did teach them everything we knew. And, and they've since gone on. But and it worked out for them. It did work out for them. I, I have a friend, Andrew Miller, who does a lot of show running and, and a lot of writing of, of other people's stuff because that's he's got this niche where he's he calls himself the dream killer because they bring in all these young first time TV people and they're like, they're like, oh, we killed the lead in the first episode. And on the network's all <laughs> like, yeah, it's so cool. And they're so hip. And then Andrew goes like, you can't kill the lead in the first episode. Like you can't, that's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. And that's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. So let's work this out. Like, I mean, just trying to figure out how to make television out of this weird sort of miasma of dreams and, and, and cool new things that everyone wants to do. Like there's just, there's nuts and bolts, yeah. you know? Well, how many, how many pilots have I read where I go? Yeah, this is, this is uh, interesting, but where does it go? Where, right. How can it go? It's almost built into the pilot that it can't go much further than this. Right. Where's the engine? It's, it's like this. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. I got to say that, that, you know, the Stargate is such an engine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The Stargate itself was just a, a device, a storytelling device. And, and, uh, and still is. I hope something happens again. I think with or, with or without me, there will be definitely because Amazon is. I say the same thing about me. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I said, I, no, I literally I say the same thing. I say, look, I guarantee you there will be more Stargate. I just can't guarantee you that it's going to have me in it. I mean, I just like, you know, I, it just seems such a waste not to make something out of it. Well, I mean, if I get a chance to do it, you know, McKay is part of that universe. Uh, absolutely. I would, I would bring you. Well, I'd be there in a second. I'd be there in a second, leaning over your shoulder, saying, "No, no, don't write that. Don't write that. That's a, that's write longer, more, more, <laughs> longer, more, thicker." <laughs> that's funny. Well, I just, I just think uh, that it would be difficult not to bring in, a, you know, a new, younger, more present day team. But the the people who who uh, who were the frontline people 15, 20 years ago would still be. Uh, you know, very much around and it's still Stargate Academy. You bring in the kids. I'll come in and do a lecture. <laughs> you're getting, you're a little too close to the truth. Oh, thing, am I old? Right. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Right. <laughs> I'll sign. Much. I'll sign. We the, go beyond the Academy. Uh, exactly. We go beyond the Academy. But yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing is you got to have now you, you definitely need to be younger now, unless, unless it's a whole other, I mean, I, I, the, what's neat about what I love about the streaming services right now is that they have so many niches. Like, I feel like, I feel yes. like you could write a series about, about like older people now or, or about, you know, specific nerds or, or that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like there's like a bubble happening. Like, I feel like they're, they're still spending like their, like their startup companies in a try to bid. Yeah. And, and I, I'm worried that eventually that's going to stop. So I'm like hoping some good things happen along the way. I mean, Apple, look at Apple. Jesus, the money they spend is insane. Same they, they, what, yeah, they, they, yeah. And then they're making shows that like one season of, and that's not, that's like, I mean, the one thing that Netflix has figured out, I think is like, um, yeah, this will, this will probably be your final season mm. when we go into season three and you go, really? What? I thought you said we were doing really well. And they go, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but that three seasons is, is enough. Right. You know? Right. It's enough. It, it's a it's a product it, it's because it's not advertiser driven it doesn't make money from the commercials mm. in season four or season five mm. you know when when more viewers come like Shit's creek yeah which i love by yeah the way. i was very uh, skeptical be- but man we watched the whole thing me and the family well, i watched season i watched season two first because i remember trying to start season one and going yeah yeah i didn't like yeah it took I- me a while to warm up to it yeah. So, so I I watched season two and loved it. Watched all, and then and then I said, okay, let's stop for and go back and watch season one. Mm. And and once we did that, we realized how much we knew loved the characters mm. because we already knew who they were, and so we're more forgiving of of you know whatever shortcomings were in season one. And that's that's the thing about uh, a show like Stargate that uh, we yes we were on weekly, but the box sets of Stargate mm. did so well. Because mm. it's essentially binging. Yeah, yeah. It's it's people would just put in another DVD, mm. and and uh, it it became like one of the it was a binged show before people binged shows. Mm. But that's a weird thing though, because that can also that can also bite you in the ass. Because like with kids stuff, the kids kids shows they suddenly realized, wait a second, why are we making more than like four seasons of this stuff? Because the kids have yeah. outgrown it, and it's going to be new for the next ones. Like, do you think they'll they go? Oh, we've got the Stargate Library. We could put that on there, and people would just keep watching that. Do a couple of specials here and there, or something, just to keep it afloat. I mean, is there a well, concern I think, about I that? I think um, what I'm hopeful is that they recognize the one that the one uh, the Star Trek model of mm. well, don't do one Star Trek series. Let's do five of them. Yeah. Let's do yeah. Discovery. Let's do whatever. Then you know, Picard. Let's. 
and 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 they all take place in the in you know it's star wars right now mm-hmm. i mean my god the mandalorian star wars i love the mandalorian i gotta say i love it i'm waiting for it to get popular no uh i'm i'm uh <laughs> no, i'm kidding i i'm watching it because i um because of the technology i want to i want to oh. want that technology oh the unreal engine stuff the, well, we should geek oh out about that god. i love it I've been playing with it. I've been playing with the Unreal Engine stuff. It's it's uh, it, man, it's gorgeous. It is. It if is I gorgeous. were to start all over again, I think I'd go into special effects. I love it. I love the special effects stuff. Just think it's the you cool. mean visual effects? Visual effects, yeah. Sorry, that's how old I am. Well, <laughs> well, special effects is fun too. It's just it, that's the real explosion that affects your ears, right? And you and generally, it's a combination of both, right? You want to combine them, but uh, I, I love that was probably one of the favorite parts of my of my job yeah. as a showrunner that that you get to do. Yeah. Because I don't have any expertise, but I get to, you know, decide. <laughs> oh no, it should look like this, and 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 you know, especially in the early days, you. I'm not sure I understood, you know, why their 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 heads were lolling a little bit. It was because they had to go re-render the whole goddamn thing just because I had made one tiny revision. Right, right. And and that you know that was like hours and hours and hours in those days. But what you're talking about, Unreal Engine, and and, and creating a real world LED backdrop mm. backdrop mm. for performing with him i mean that would make it easier wouldn't it yeah well and metahumans like i'm all for i'm like yeah. i'm like i say to jane like i was like jane why are you work like again this is my acting problem again but i'm like why are you working with actors why just get just animate everything like just get to the point where because then you could just like plunk them into the next film and you don't have to worry about and if they if you don't like somebody they do something inappropriate or something just change their voice you know what i mean because that's the other thing the other thing that's happened that i've noticed in the film industry now is like these big movies, when you take on these people to play these iconic characters, you've got to know they're not going to screw up. Because if they do, yeah. if they do, a, if they pull a Kevin Spacey, all of a sudden, all of that stuff is, whoop, that's, you've just basically tossed that money away. So I say animate. So it's not, it's not just uh, screw up now, but you better hope they haven't screwed up in the past 20 years. Yeah, or in the next 20 years. I mean- it, Or, oh, you're right. See what I mean? Oh, yeah, I do. When we get old and inappropriate- That applies to everything now. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that applies to, to my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, thank God my nose is clean. Yeah. I, you know, it's- uh, I say, thank God there weren't cameras. That's that's what I say. <laughs> I just <laughs> say, thank also- God that there weren't cell phones. That's what my, that's my, you know. There was an interesting question that came up recently, which got me thinking was, was there like, would McKay have been canceled? And I was like, well, no, because I think the whole point of him is 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 exploring his inability to interact with women or people who are smarter than him or underlings or, you know, like, I mean, that that I feel like I feel like it's not like anyone was glorifying that type of person. They were just we were we were he was learning to realize that he can't be like that. And it, and it was a process yeah. that was going to take a long time. Yeah. And people people learned to understand that McKay was going through that process. Mm. And, and whenever we, whenever we pushed it too far, it did break, right? you know, it, 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 it and so when we found the, the, the sweet spot of, of, uh, yes, uh, annoying, but deep down a, a three-dimensional caring human being, right. Right. With, with a terrible filter. Yes. With zero filter. Well, and there are people, I mean, there are a lot of the, a lot of the highly intelligent, very specialized, um, you know, brains tend to be, tend to have difficulty with that stuff. Well, I think Elon Musk uh, falls under that category probably. Yeah. But um, I have to say, I, I, one of my other series that I have in development, because, you know, I just write, yeah. you know, nobody's necessarily making it, but <clears throat> I still have, uh, I'm still creating series. And there was a character that uh, I wrote and thinking, oh my God, David would be perfect for this character. So as you write, you imagine somebody's voice. Right, right. And, and, and it, I'm so sorry. It, it was your voice. 
It's okay. It's you okay. hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I got I got through it. It was. Uh, <laughs> You know, a friend of mine, a friend of mine is a writer and he, he did, he did a bunch of TV stuff, a bunch of movie stuff. Um, and then basically just started writing. He started taking the scripts that weren't getting made and he would rewrite them as short stories because he got so sick and tired of all these great ideas that he had not being able to at least be read in a format that they could be, you know, because scripts are so hard to, you have to have a certain technical knowledge to read a script, I think, and truly understand what's going to happen with well, it. To, to truly understand. Yeah. I wish, I wish a lot of uh, buyers had that technical knowledge, mm. but uh, because it is harder to read a script. Yeah. It is. It's a different document. It's not finished. Yeah. It's meant to be completed by, by actors, a director and a shooting crew. Mm. It's like reading a play. That's, that's the same thing, right? It is, it is, it, but it's even less so about a play because, uh, the descriptives for visuals uh, that happen in a screenplay uh, are infinitely more complex than what appears on on a stage. Mm, mm. You know, especially in science fiction. Yeah. You know, you're 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 world building, and at the same time as your, uh, and you can't do it in in a way a novel does because it's a it's a different animal. Yeah. You know, it, it it's it, and it's present tense. I had a hell of a time trying to. I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I had this movie called Solstice, which is about what what happened one day if the sun didn't come up oh, and it because it's inexplicable right. it's, it's like and and my my lead was a high school science teacher ha. and he and and his neighbors are going well, well what could cause this and he, and he said nothing yeah absolutely nothing it doesn't make it's, any sense this, at all it, yeah the, 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 not this there's not nothing could happen everybody it was one of those scripts that everybody uh read and loved but nobody made <clears throat> so i thought i'll turn it into a novel right and my god it's a different experience it's a different animal oh my god and yeah. i i don't yeah. it's going to take me some time i gave up and i may try again in the future but oh my god totally different animal it, it, it's and that's what this guy was saying as well that he thought it was going to be quite simple because you go like oh i got all these stories you got uh, you know scripts are so much about the plot you know what i mean there's so much about making sure you get right. to the right time and things but of course that all worked against him when it came to that because he's like i was finished in like chapter three <laughs> It was all it all wrapped up is the first act, second act, third act, done. Three times. <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. Um, but he's gone on. He writes, he does a lot of short stories. He does some amazing stuff too. Um, uh, uh, what is it? It's the um, Tales from the Haunted Library. And he writes these. They're just, they're wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I'm very jealous of, of I always, I've always been jealous of people whose talents or art can be done on their own. Do you ever find this where you're like, oh, yeah. I wish I could just, yeah. I wish I could just paint or something like, you know, like, well, I fall under that category. I just, I just can't, I need, I need a whole, once I'm finished, I need a whole bunch of other people and a shit ton of money yeah. to actually make it. Yeah, you're the cheap part. I mean, to the point where it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm by far the cheap part. Type, 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 type. Yeah. And the dirigible crashes into the stadium. Yeah and go make that yeah oh well does it have to be a dirigible yeah. can it just be a balloon <laughs> can it be a helium balloon with a yeah exactly maybe a lighter and we can't put anybody in the stadium so how about a little like a house yeah yeah the balloon hits the house well that's a good title tommy why don't you start loading up those fan questions because they're they're pretty good hi brad i'm franklin from atlanta and here's my question for david i love the relationship between ronnie and Jeannie. What was it like acting in scenes with your real sister? Thanks, guys. I'm loving the podcast. It was awful. Because <laughs> she's talented. And you're like, I, I was, I'm so competitive. I'm like, I, I always, like, I was, I'm like a thousand years older than she is. So I'm always, I was always like, you know, stop being so good. Like I, one of the greatest, one of the greatest moments for me on Stargate 
was um, when she was at the window looking out and seeing the world from the from you know from the Daedalus or whatever it was, and being able to realize that that's like you were saying you got to remember that this is all new was mm-hmm. so much those those episodes when people go oh, it's all true I like that's when I get the shivers. That was like the, yeah. that's like, it's like discovering for me as a kid, like the doctor who could be real, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, it was, and that, so I, yeah, I loved, I, I loved working with her. She's, she's honestly one of the funniest uh, women I've ever met, um, you know, and she's, she's like 10 years younger than me. And I'm, I always want to go like, no, 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 that's not how it's done. And I remember at one point she came to me, she said, I want to act and I need to do a monologue. And so I want you to give me some notes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be very tough. And she read this monologue and I was like, that's good. That's good. That's good. That was it. She literally made me cry. And I was like, that's, she's, unfortunately she's good at this, but I told her not to act and not to go to theater school. She did that. I told her. She writes now though. And now she writes. Yeah. Um, and uh, to be fair, I did push her to write. Cause I thought, I just, who wants to be a woman in this industry? I mean, you know, again, it's a little better now than it was perhaps, but cause there's a bit more sort of room for people who aren't like, you know, you know, skinny and skinny and blonde or whatever but um but uh it just seems like a tough industry for 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 women so i thought writing would be but and then again she wanted to go to the she went to the um canadian film center i said ah don't waste your time with the canadian films what do you need that for and then of course she went and did uh, the 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 uh television writing program there that wasn't with you was it no she wasn't in my group but i did do it it was great fun it's fantastic i absolutely loved it oh my god it's the best it was so interesting to be with a bunch of people who were eager completely not jaded yet mm. i don't know what you're talking <laughs> and, about and uh i don't what do you mean what jaded and uh jaded and i brought a lot of them uh, aboard travelers i oh, developed great. travelers at the cfc it oh, was wow. i mean i'd written the pilot and 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 uh and i gave each one of the uh, of the people in the show a script oh my god in season one like season one was was there? I rewrote them all, but and and the, we rebroke them all in fact, but they got their check. They but how great is that? Like that's credit. like that's, that. Yeah. What a great way in. I mean, yeah. Uh, it was. It, I promised it, so I did it. And uh, and I should have taken Netflix, that damn year. So. <laughs> well, I wish Kate had been in that year. Was, I don't. Uh, she was either a year ahead or a year behind. I can't remember. It must have been a year behind because I. But think she's I done really known. well. Like you literally come out of that program and you are. You're in the writer's room. I mean, they're like, they're, they're amazing at getting people working. She works all the time. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. It's great. Well, I, I, I tried to, uh, I mean, one of my, uh, writers, Tara, uh, I said, okay, I, I, I think I'm, I'm green lit. I, I, you're one of the people I want to bring aboard. And she said, I can't do it. And I went, it better be your own show. And she said, it is. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, went, well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, getting your own show right out of that program. Oh my god! Well, that's the other thing, though. I think I think television is also taking risks on on like first times in a way that they didn't used to. Like I, I feel, oh, I know. You used I know. to. I feel like you used to have to sort of climb that ladder. Now it's like you know, hey, you're new, try a show. You know. Yeah, it's great, David. It's really, really Isn't great. It great. Yeah, I'm really. I'm excited for. Well, there them. you go. You could get. You just. You start. You're the dream crusher. You're the one who comes in and makes it possible. You know? but no, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I only like doing my own stuff now. I'm too old. Yeah. I'm too old. Well, that I'd get fired. <laughs> get fired. So pride is so fired. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So quick summation on that one was this. Yes. Uh, Kate is, is, is not only just an, a, a wonderful person to work with. She's also an absolutely brilliant, uh, you know, writer, comedian, actress. I mean, she's got it all and, and it really sucks being her brother. 
<laughs> I feel it's my responsibility to knock her down a peg. That's fair. Yep. Hey, David and Brad, my name's Paige, and I was wondering, what's one thing that David Hewlett can learn from Rodney McKay, and what's one thing that Rodney McKay can learn from David Hewlett? Thanks. Boy, she should be like on radio. That's like the nicest voice. Isn't that like... That was a good voice, yeah. There's your computer voice right there. Uh, <laughs> what could I learn from... I, 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 could, I could probably... There'd be quite a... I don't think there's, a, there's an endless amount of stuff that I could learn from Rodney McKay from a technical standpoint. And then there's an awful lot of social skills and, and social graces that I think McKay could learn from me. And I feel that I'm a marginally better people person than perhaps McKay is in, in, the, in most situations. Uh, but man, am I jealous of his, of, of his, uh, his like, uh, uh, you know, data banks of knowledge. I mean, like that is, it's, uh, it's been one of the, one of the, one of the joys of playing McKay is that I got to look up lots of stuff. Um, and I found myself more and more sort of sucked back into my old love of technology and, and, uh, science and all of that, all that stuff. I mean, all you guys were the, the writers and producers were all the same, weren't they? I mean, they, they all loved all the, the science and tech stuff as well. So it was easy to get sucked into that. We did. Uh, we, we did. We, uh, we had to look up stuff too. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But, uh, once, I mean, we, a lot of it was just our own mythology that mm. we had sort of, you know, what is a wraith beam, you know? Right. Like, yeah, but you did the well, zero no, point two, modules, you did, then you know, and the whole. Oh, that's based on real. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, there was definitely stuff there, fast than light stuff. I was just trying to come up with something that uh, that would be really powerful for a really long time. Right. You know. Right. It is. God, it really is. It's just the. It's the best. Like the, you cannot have a better engine than a freaking Stargate. No. It opens up. Where's the episode going today? Actually, you know, little exactly. aside, I played the RPG game, which is really good. It's a Dungeons and Dragons based game and they've based it, they've made it work like episodes. So they don't talk about like campaigns, they talk about episodes. And so you get to sort really? of, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I'm of course, like, I'm just an, an idiot goofing it the whole time, but, um, but it's, I've played like a couple times now and it's, uh, it's really fun. Again, a bid to get my son away from a computer screen for a minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be tough. That would be tough. Yeah. I have to admit that's one of the. My 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 kids are old enough now that 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 was you know, the personal screen mm. like the phone was not a computer yet when they yeah. were young. So it's it's all dual screens now. So yeah. yeah. Hi David, I'm Leslie Ann from Wisconsin. Thanks in advance for answering my question. You were in the film The Shape of Water that won Best Picture. How was that experience different from others that you've worked on? I'm sure you must have had some idea that you were making something special. Did you have any idea it would win the biggest award in film? Thanks, Brad, for hosting these wonderful podcasts. Shape of Water. I like, I just thought it was the weirdest thing on the planet. Like, I mean, it's, I love Guillermo. Guillermo reminds me very much of an old friend of mine, Vincenzo, who I grew up with and sort of got me into film films, basically, and, and put me in them as well. Um, and so Guillermo and I just are kind of, geeks uh, like we just we just like to geek out about stuff i would bring comic books in and say like look at this comic book he'd be like oh yeah i've already read it you know and so a lot of this this kind of stuff i and he loves making my life misery like most people do on you know like brad enjoyed that that as well um <laughs> but uh i honestly i had never i truly had no it never occurred to me that it would win an oscar i mean it's such an odd it's such an odd uh concept i mean he jokes about he says like you know you try you know try pitching my movies to the studios where it's like okay so uh a woman falls in love with a fish man and they have sex and live happily ever after like it's it's not it's a hard pitch for a movie 
and certainly not one that you would think would go to um, uh, would would get an Oscar. So I had no idea it was going to be that. I knew I was a part of something special. I just thought it was it was like Guillermo's own little special world, if that makes sense. Um, and Doug Jones and the, the again both the VFX and the FX stuff uh, just extraordinary. I mean Guillermo just is uh, he's. I, I, he's like the Gandalf of Hollywood. He's like, it's like this mythical beast type thing. Um, and uh, I was very lucky actually, the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic started, I was on my first day on his next film and we shut down, we went for lunch for six months, came back again. And, and I've, so I've just finished um, his Nightmare Alley, which, oh my God, Brad, you would freaking love that. The script is, wow. oh my, it's the, it's the original, like it's Nightmare Alley, like back the original, you know, film, but it's obviously with a, with it, with it, with a Guillermo reimagining of it, but it's just, yeah, of course, he's amazing. Like I, like I just, yeah, he got me. You know, we talk about being jaded filmmaker, the jaded, you know, jaded film people and TV people, but, but he just does this stuff out of love, and I guess he's at a point now where he can do that. Yeah, but it just, his, he just, all of it. I went in thinking like, okay, great, I got a job, I can put that. Great, I put Guillermo on my resume. That's going to help me with my acting. And I went in for the first day of rehearsals, like, oh, rehearsals, you know, like literally. And I get there and I, I didn't want to leave. Like it was just, he's just, he's so much fun. He's so respectful. He's so excited about stuff. So yeah, long answer. But but basically I had no idea. I'd never occurred to me that anyone would give that madman an Oscar, but- but uh, It would be pretty fun to be watching the Oscars and rooting for a movie that you were uh, yeah. not a small part in. A absolutely. I mean, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, I refer to it as my Oscar film, but, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. You know, I don't have one. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those weird things that, that, you know, it was so, it was such a huge part of that year for me like it was such a huge part of like, so much time was involved in it um and when you see the film i'm a little embarrassed because it's like sort of like oh there nope nope there i am nope, oh there i am you know like <laughs> a bit of that and also michael shannon would not speak to me the entire time it was hilarious it was like guillermo just cracking up all he's like he's like you're like a little dog going like hey 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 and he's like no <laughs> he's like just growl at you and i and i was like because you know what i'm like i don't i don't i don't like silence yeah no, no, that's very funny. That's great. Good, Good answer. Question. Hey, Susie from London here. Um, loving the podcast, Brad. I have a simple question for David. What do you think Rodney is up to now? Really excited to hear. Rodney's probably terrified to leave the house. He's a germaphobe, so I can't imagine he's going anywhere. He's probably still walking around in that big orange hazmat suit. <laughs> or... Yeah, it's quite possible he is trying to uh, save destiny. I think he would. That's true. I think he would have. Yeah, I think he would not in that world. I think he would take it. Having been there, having recognized, knowing Eli, knowing what they face, mm -hmm. I think he would probably be devoting his considerable brain power at trying to save them. Yeah, good point. Very, you know, all right, fine. That's a much more reasonable answer, I suppose. But yes. <laughs> besides, yeah. besides, there's no COVID in space. That's true. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say one of the COVID has put a little bit of a a wrench in 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 the Stargate universe, in Stargate small U universe. Science because, fiction because, in uh, general. Science fiction in general. It's put exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh oh, how do we acknowledge that? How do we unacknowledge that? Yeah. How do we how, how do we say how do we have had all the resources that we would have had with the Stargate program and not 
either stop to stop COVID or global warming. All of those things are, are very much a real concern. Well, and it's literally a science fiction. We're living in a science fiction movie, a very boring one. Yeah. But it's one I well, <laughs> when this started, I you know, I, I was going, Yeah, I wrote this. It was yeah. actually a two-parter in Travelers that's that's just like COVID. Right. And I did an Outer Limits that was that was like well, this. We did Atlantis. Uh, we did a virus show. Yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. More than once. Um, yeah, no, it's bizarre. I mean, so yeah, so I guess McKay would be McKay would definitely work on that. I think less about saving them than getting the credit for saving them. I think is probably you know, there. You go. Yeah. yeah, that's like me saying I, I like having written more than I like writing. Plus, Eli's lost a lot of weight, so he's probably he just you know he's going to bring a sandwich for him. Yeah, <laughs> a little a little bite. Yeah. And hi, David. This is Sarah from London. With so many shows now being filmed in Canada, how have things changed? It really makes you want to visit. Thanks so much for the podcast, guys. They've been great. There is a ton. There was always a ton of stuff shooting in in, in not Toronto, in Canada in general. That's such a Toronto thing to say, isn't it? You know, yeah. I tell you, this country of Toronto is just really <laughs> just booming, booming. Um, yeah, it's it, it is it's crazy how much there is going on here. And I was very surprised how much of it continued through the pandemic. And there was I was a some of it was a bit dodgy. I I did I I, I did not want to go back to work at first, and I was like I was very nervous about it because I'm, I'm a coward, not just on television, as it turns out. Um, and Jane finally just said like, dude, we haven't worked in like eight, you haven't worked in eight months, get the fuck out of the house, get a job. So I went and did a, 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 a project, but, but um, there is a, a huge amount of stuff shooting up here. But I think the thing that, that Canada tends to forget is that the industry is a whore. Basically it will go anywhere. We'll go where the cheapest dollar is. It'll go like whatever, whatever it will go, wherever it has to go to get the most bang for their buck. Um, and right now I think we're very lucky in that we were back very quickly. Canada's back. Ne well, never got hit as badly as the States, obviously. So there's a lot of stuff filming up here. Um, and the unions are very specific about what they need for the production. So it's, it's pretty clear as to what you have to do in order to have a production going. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the other place is Hamilton. My God. I mean, Brad, would you ever have thought that Hamilton would be like the go-to place for filming? I mean. Well, I mean, it's tax credits. They, they, they want to encourage shooting mm. crews to come in and, and uh, you know, yeah. And it, it works. It, it, the same thing has, the trouble with uh, what I have noticed is that uh, in Vancouver, when we were doing Travelers, we were competing with Apple, Amazon, and, you know, we didn't, we had, we, we were a Netflix show, but, but, you know, at first we were a Canadian slash Netflix, Netflix show. Mm. And so uh, fighting for, for a crew and, and, and locations was, was really difficult. Mm. And, you know, actors were like, book him. Oh, he's already gone. Book her. Yeah. Oh shit. She's gone. You know, she's got her own show now. <laughs> you know? We've always had just, that problem in Canada though. Like that's always been, yeah. there's always been this sort of like, one of the reasons why I think we haven't like, while, why the, Canadian film and television hasn't blossomed more is because there's always American work, right? Well, that's, you know, the one thing that you and I have in common is we're still here, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. we, I, I, uh, I, and I'm going to stay here. Mm -hmm. I, I've, it's past the point of me wanting to go to LA and, 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 and uh, try out my uh, luck there because well, MGM came to me mm -hmm. to a certain mm -hmm. extent. And, and then once, you know, it, it was, and that was 20 years ago. So there's My a point where he's dying just say, to go back to LA. Is he? Yeah, he loved it. Just loved it. I think because it was like uh, his childhood home, I guess. I mean, but you'll stay. You're going to, and you're, Vancouver is, is, is still, are you still in White Rock? Is it still in, in yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, I've moved to another house in White Rock. But yeah. uh, I miss Point Roberts. And the address is. I miss I Point Roberts. I love Point Roberts, but we just couldn't. 
Jane was going to murder me. I, I like she was going to someone was going to take her tomatoes. It would have been the second time that happened in that house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That place. I love that place. But but I was going to turn into I'd be started. I'd start writing manifestos and sending bombs to people. I think I, I was like, it's too it's too isolated for me, for the type of person like I am that just doesn't leave the house unless he absolutely has to. I think it's uh, yeah, probably not the best. But uh, and Toronto also, it's just it's nice to be back in Toronto because of the, you know, the family. Like I got the family here as well. Right. So. Right. Um, my dad's here. My mom's here now. Sisters. You know, so. I just hope there continues to be a, you know, a thriving Canadian industry and not just uh, crews that work on American films. Right. Although the advantage of the, of the American stuff is that you like, you know, I mean like dog's breakfast, I only did because we were doing Stargate. I mean, you, like that was right. You know, like this, I, I hope that there are still people who want to make their own things and are willing to spend their own money on yeah. them as well. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I hope that's the case. You know? I hope so too. Yeah. Let's do uh let's do one more question. Cause you got a plane to catch. Hiya. My question is with you being able to do 20,000 words per hour, did you go wrong very often? And if so, was it a total road crash? Yes, it was. When it went wrong, it would go horribly wrong. Some people are, can improv and some people can get out of it. You can't improv in freaking science fiction. This, you can't make stuff up and go like, oh, yeah. So no, it was, and I, like, I know it doesn't, I know you can cut around things. I know you have to go, like, that, that there's no point in just being on someone on a monologue. You want to see people's reaction to it. There's so much more to it than just yourself speaking. But if you... But but I just it was like a point of pride. I wanted to get them. I never did, but I wanted to get them right every time. Um, and it, it, uh, it sort of became sort of part of the fun. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was never it was either it either it either worked or it was a complete disaster, basically. Do you remember the time I took you into the editing room? Yeah. To 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 make it to to assure you that we could do that thing that we were talking about cutting around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you were always really worried about that. Oh, I hated it. And I would say, let me show you. Yeah. And, and, and we went into the editing room and we and we pieced together your performance from. But that's how I learned. Like, to oh, relax. my God. That's how I learned to yes. relax. Like, like, I literally. It was a big. Huge learning curve for me, because all of a sudden now, now. I get nervous when they start doing these one shots and I'm like, oh guys, it never works. Just do some coverage. <laughs> like it's, they always come with these big long and eventually, you know, timing wise, you want to change it. As long as they have coverage, I'm like, people go like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, fine. If it's one shot, I'm freaking freaked out. But as you say, it's not, your, your, your performance is so much better when there's someone going like, <laughs> like a little shot of them looking at you going, oh, you all of a sudden you're a yeah. better actor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so, no, yeah. I love it. And I remember that. I remember that vividly. Yeah. 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 I remember you being shocked. Oh my God. You took, you combined the, the beginning of that sentence with the, yeah. the second half of that sentence and made it yeah. a thought that didn't even exist before. And I went, yeah. I think yeah. it was more that's like, how, there are how... other people in the show. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the stage with you. You know, they were there. He just didn't realize we were cutting to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Amazing. Um, David, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call this part one please. of our conversation. Yes, please. Because that was so much fun. And I feel like I, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I feel like we never stopped. Like it's the weirdest thing. Like I like I feel yeah. like we've just been bantering for the last 17 years. And I it's uh, it's lovely, absolutely lovely. 
lovely to see you. And, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I swear I won't go. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm worse than you are yeah. in terms of reaching out. And because and, I go, oh, there's Dave. He's doing something. Uh, there he is. And so I am aware of what you're doing in your life. And, and in fact, social media has, has hurt my ability yeah. to actually be with people. I'm the same. Because uh, I think I prefer to be at arm's length for most. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, oh yeah, I'll give you but a heart. But it's a heart. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done my but part. It's also good to see people. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very, very true. Um, and speaking of doing your part, I would love to write something that you could be in against someday. Oh, that please, would be... I'm there whenever you you let me know. Like, well, uh, I, I can type it all I want. I need somebody to make it too. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll do we'll do like a fringe show together. <laughs> that would be fun. Actually, now, that would that's be fun. something I'm. I'm more familiar with. I would go. be better at that too. God, I haven't done a French show for a million years. Got to be hilarious. Oh God. Got to be science fiction yeah, though. Be. And I'd be on a cable in a, upside down in a hazmat suit. Okay. Uh, Brad, seriously. Thank you. That's lovely. Absolutely. And thank you, Tommy, for, for putting all that together for us. That's, uh, that's great. It was great fun. And yes, we'll talk Part soon. Part one is over. Part one. Well, now you know just how much David makes me laugh. I hope you want a part two as much as I do. If you're enjoying this interview, you can find my essays and a hundred more stories like these on The Companion at www.thecompanion.app. See you next time. Hi there. This is Chief Master Sergeant Walter Harriman, your favorite gatekeeper. Have you ever wondered what it takes to become a certified Stargate technician? Well, now you can find out because I'm gonna share my knowledge and experience with a select group of aspiring and enthusiastic gators. I wanna give you a chance to be a hero too. That's why I'm happy to announce that on March 11th, I'll be taking a small number of students for my class, Gate Tech 101. Tickets are on sale now at thecompanion.app slash events. You won't wanna miss this because it's not just a Stargate masterclass, it's a Stargate Chief Master Sergeant class. See you there. But for now, Chevron 7 is locked. <laughs>